it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We like to talk about everything motorcycle related and bring you great guests to share their stories. So thank you for tuning in. On today's podcast, uh, there's there's these little groups of little bikes that have popped up. Uh, specifically in Edmonton, and I'm really hoping there's something down in Calgary and other cities are taking this too. And perhaps our guest today can share uh, some insight on that in case there are some in other cities. Small bikes are good times and there is a Grom gaggle in Edmonton and we have Greg Hawthorne with us to talk about that as one of the creators of this group. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Leanne. Really, uh, really appreciate it. Okay, so before we get into the Grom Gaggle and how that got named and whatever else, tell me a little bit about who you are, what got you into riding? For sure. I, I've been riding for close to 20 years now. Uh, my father got me into motorcycles, and I've owned quite a few bikes. So I've owned uh, close to 38 motorcycles now that I've owned myself. It's quite a, an addiction. Uh, my goal in life is to ride them all. And it's, uh, it's quite fun. I, uh, uh, my now wife, Sarah and I started dating and she decided she wanted to get into motorcycling. And so I bought her a Ninja 250 to start off with. And we went out on the highway once and she's like, Ooh, I don't love this on the little thing. And I'm like, well, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, just want to ride around and in town and go get coffee. And I said, well, how about a Grom? So, and, and that's where it starts. That's uh, that's pretty much it. We uh, at the time were following a guy on YouTube uh, named Photogrammer. He's out of Florida, and he hosts some huge, huge rides. And it got us inspired to get Groms. And I sold my big bike at the time, and we bought a pair of them because it's more fun to do it together and be at the same pace. So. That's awesome. I mean, especially when you're a couple that can come together and, and do something together like that. I know uh, if Sarah was here and you won't disagree with me, she does a lot of the work in the background for organization. Certainly. Uh, now, as much as I am the face of the, the group and doing uh, the social aspect because I'm that butterfly, she's the organization that keeps me uh, on track. And she's the one that does all the admin stuff for us to, to make sure that our events uh, go off without a hitch. Well, then you guys complement each other quite well. Now, going to the amount of bikes that you have, if uh, people remember from our uh, campaign kickoff earlier this year, Greg was on with us. Um, talking about, you know, motorcycles and all three of the bikes that were sitting there. Well, to be fair, none were actually yours, correct? True. Now my garage is uh, a host to many motorcycles. Uh, there's currently six in my garage. Um, on the Think Bike campaign, all three of them were either my uh, wife Sarah's or my father's Goldwing that was uh, on there. So uh, I have a lot in the garage, but unfortunately, not all of them are in my name. Uh, we, we share the love around. Well, and that's perfectly fine. And we we're definitely grateful that you had brought them all down. So let's get into this. Where did Grom Gaggle come from? Because it's like if for people who don't know, Gaggle is a group of geese. Correct. So how how does that translate to groms? 
Well, uh, actually, uh, I'm not a, the original founder of the group. The group was founded in May of 2018 by Sam Rosendahl. Uh, he's still an active member in the group and comes out uh, to a few events throughout the year and really promotes the the actual track racing, which I'll get into a little bit more about the Groms in the events that we talk about. Um, but he started the group. Uh, Sarah and I got our Groms in July of 2018. And we ended up going with him on one of their event rides, two up on an Africa twin uh, demo through uh, my work at Riverside Honda. So they provided that bike that I was able to go out and she was on a passenger at the time. And she's like, you know what? This is a fun group. We should uh, we should get the bikes and join up. So. Oh, that's pretty cool. So you have no idea how it became a gaggle. I believe it just sounded good. You know, we definitely <laughs> spun off of that idea, and uh, we've got a new logo and some uh, fancy patches that make us look all, uh, uh, if I can say, badass on there. Uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know how badass you can look on a mini moto because uh, nobody takes you really seriously. So. I mean, it's a highlight at every event that I go to that all of a sudden the gaggle pulls in. And I think one of my favorites was uh, when we started being able to gather for the toy run again. And it was, I believe, last year when you guys showed up and became the reindeer to Santa's sleigh. Yes, uh, we we can be quite the spectacle because everybody thinks we uh, are a cross between motorcycles and the Shriners. So... uh, but the the goose has now become our kind of pseudo mascot, and the patch has a a goose riding a grom. We call it the cobra chicken because we're dangerous. But uh, they uh, it, it's it's quite the play on uh, our mini moto world. So it's fun. and you you have your own way of hissing at people too with your little horns. <laughs> we uh, we quite enjoy making a little bit of ruckus as we go along uh, with the horns and we've got exhausts on ours that uh, have a little bit more bite than uh, the bikes uh, show but uh, we sound pretty cool as the flight of the bumblebees sometimes coming down the road and it's amazing to watch so let's talk about events um i know you guys i know you guys do a friday night thing but it, it we'll talk a little bit about that and then maybe tell me a little bit more because i know you have a mountain one too that always conflicts with another event <laughs> <laughs> yeah so our friday night group rides have definitely grown over the years uh my wife and i actually started the friday nights and if anybody's interested in coming and check it out we meet at the a and w off of 149th street and 111th avenue every friday from about 6 30 till we do kickstands up at 7 30 and uh, it's grown over the years my wife and i started it and we were happy when we got seven eight nine we hit 15 bikes and we were stoked uh this uh past friday was one of our records setting we had 64 bikes that decided to join us and of those sorry 64 bikes that decided to join us and of those uh 56 of them were sub 400 cc's so that's a huge huge group to go for a little cruise around town we do about a 30 to 45 minute ride around town and we try and stay in sections of edmonton that uh, allow for the speed that we are capable of doing so so just to be clear, though, that wasn't necessarily that many groms. You don't have to have a grom to go on the slow ride. It's just you know, encouraged. And I, I mean, I'll take this second to talk about the different mini motos. The, the grom is probably one of the primary ones. 
but there are certainly other bikes that uh, come out with us. Uh, in the mini moto scene, there's the other Honda ones, the Honda Monkey and the new Trail 125 that is now in Canada. Um, the like OG modified mini moto was the Honda Ruckus back in the day uh, before the Groms came out. So we get a few of those guys that come out that have stretched and modded and bigger motors and lowered and all sorts of different modifications. And the Grom is certainly customizable that way. But we get guys on the new uh, Kawasaki Z125, uh, CF Moto makes the Papio. Um, but we get everything from Vespa 150s to 300s to all sorts of scooters that come along with us to even some small dual sport 200s that decide that they work with the speed that we're comfortable with. Now, by any means, anybody can come out. We're one of the most accepting motorcycle groups that I've ever been a part of. And uh, we try and pride ourselves that everybody is welcome. Now, if you come on a big bike, I definitely recommend you stick to the back of the pack because while Groms are slow to start up, they uh, stop quickly and they're a little spastic. So uh, be careful and stay out of their way, I would say. But uh, everybody's welcome to come along. Perfect. Now, other events that you have, let's talk about the one that's the burr in my side because I want you guys to come to Fort Love of Motorcycles because it's such a great event, but you are always out in the mountains. Tell me what that events all about because it sounds super fun well it all transpired over uh we were my wife and i were in jasper uh together and i'm wandering around the roads out there driving around and i'm like man we should bring our grums out here and ride these roads it's all under 70 kilometers an hour in the park so nice and easy roads to get up and some beautiful mountain scenery to ride amongst uh, of course, we're out with some friends the next week and I'm telling them that I want to do this. And one thing leads to another and everybody's like, well, I'd come, I'd come, I'd come. And our first year, three years ago, we had 20 of us that went to Jasper. Now we don't ride to Jasper. We're not, we're not crazy. Uh, we trailer out to Jasper and we do three big group rides out there. Uh, the first year we had 20 of us, uh, last year, there was 50 of us that all went to Jasper and rode out together. And then this year we switched up. We're going to Invermere the last weekend in June. So we're again, trailering down there and we'll do three big group rides and have a nice dinner all together. And it's quite, uh, quite a fun mountain event. So if you were to be crazy and ride from Edmonton to Jasper, how long do you think that would take on a Grom? Well, Grom's and how long would you have to stop for gas? Uh, we get about 200 K out of a tank there. Oh, that's not bad. Well, these things are rated for like a hundred miles to the gallon. So, uh, they're incredible on fuel economy, but however, the stock Groms are rated for about a hundred kilometers an hour. And I call it on the Lyo meter because I think they're all out to lunch. <laughs> so you're really doing maybe 95 kilometers an hour, full tuck downhill with a tailwind. <laughs> So it's not really feasible. Nobody wants to get run over by a semi truck being the small size that we are. And we're also on little 12 inch tires that get a little bit of a speed wobble once you get going that fast. So we, uh, we try and stay off the main highways as best we can now, not to say uh, there's been some events hosted by our Grom group before, which was a uh, poker run down the Anthony Hende. Uh, so <laughs> Uh, it's a lot of drafting cars and trying to keep up, but, uh, it's a lot of fun too. So do you get any type of sponsorship for any of these types of events? Uh, yeah. So Riverside Honda has been one of the big, uh, sponsors for us. 
they've provided trailers for us to go on these mountain trips before. So at one point I loaded 13 groms into one trailer and trucked them out myself with Riverside sponsorship. So they uh, provided the trucks, the gas and everything for us to be able to make that trip uh, happen, which is awesome. I mean, they're such a generous company. They've been so supportive of us since the very beginning. So it doesn't surprise me that being Groms or Hondas, that they would be fully involved in that as well. So going back to this, like, highway stuff and the 12 inch tires and the wobbles and everything. Is there any other types of limits for mini motos, um, like for safety reasons? A lot of people consider mini motos as a learner bike. And while they are very approachable and forgiving there, you can rev them to redline and dump the clutch and not be worried about while dying um they also have limitations as far as if you're out in traffic uh the options if a car cuts you off are limited because you can't go forward you don't have the speed to be able to accelerate past a vehicle so the only option is backwards and while they are also very small bikes they are cute and they approachable they don't get seen very well in traffic because of their size so as much as they are user friendly and new rider friendly in that regard, they also have some limitations in safety that you got to be aware of where you're positioned, what you're doing. So one of the biggest factors of us doing group rides is that we're seen. We're not invisible to the traffic out there. So it, it definitely helps the, the more the merrier and the safer in numbers, we'll say. Is that why some of your helmets are incredibly entertaining? And explain that for the people. (laughs) Definitely. If you come out and see us, there are a few guys that have some helmet covers. Uh, Some we've got everything from bunny rabbits to monsters to octopuses. And this week's last ride was uh, hosted uh, by Anna and Denny. And she wears a tutu on her bike most of the time. So there was about 10 of us that all wore tutus uh, in theme to help. Uh, support her uh it was also they decided to host jersey night so we all wore sports team jerseys over top of our motorcycle gear which made us look like hockey players which was kind of cool uh but we're we like to be seen we like to be uh heard we like to make ourselves be be noticed uh we also do a hawaiian shirt ride throughout the year uh which is kind of fun we for the last two years have done a formal Friday. So kind of like the distinguished gentleman's ride, everybody shows up in suit tie. And uh, last year's we actually did a fundraiser with it and did a photo shoot for everybody and had a photographer sponsor their time. But we raised a bunch of money for second chance animal rescue, which was kind of cool to be able to uh, do something good for the community as well as uh, promote the Groms. We, uh, I mean, as well as that, we, participate every year in the Santa toy ride, which you mentioned, which the one year in COVID we hosted a little ride ourselves and a drive through with Santa's anonymous because of COVID. And we ended up donating close to $4,000 worth of toys just from our group. So it, it feels really good to be a part of such a good community that gives back as well. I love that. So, and, and another event thing that we kind of skipped out on that actually ties a little bit into safety as well is when you talk about the speed limitations and whatnot, 
How does that translate to the best event ever, which is watching mini motos out at the track? So last <laughs> year, Motorheads picked up uh, a track day event for the Groms. So they're hosting two more again this year, July 8th and August 5th. Uh, it's as a spectator is quite entertaining because if you ever gone out to Stratotech and watch the big bikes go around, they move quite quickly. And the Groms, you're like, okay, there he goes, there he goes, there he goes, there he goes. Oh, he's still going. Perfect. So, but it's a really fun community and a lot of the like professional EMR racers have come out and participated and taken groms around the track which is quite hilarious watching these guys that uh, race leader bikes try out a grom on the track uh i didn't get to participate last year just due to timing but this year i'm definitely gonna get out there and uh, take it around the track uh anybody dragging knees i mean you're pretty close to the ground anyway <laughs> uh you'd be surprised how well some of our guys ride they're pretty talented guys and the bike as it has its own limitations you'd be shocked what you can do with it because it it is forgiving in some cases but it they they rip pretty quick so well i know that i know the guys i see all the time when they show up at either eton rumblers or wherever we're at and like pull in and it's like stoppies and <laughs> They're just having a great time on these little bikes. So is Edmonton the only city with like a mini moto club or is there like others elsewhere? And how can we encourage people to get something started if they don't have one? So uh, my wife and I actually just met with the mini moto mob down in Calgary. Uh, there's a couple of people down there that are trying to create a group and they're being quite successful. They host a Friday night group right as well. And uh, I'm talking with Tim on a regular basis about how their group is growing. And it feels like they're like us three years ago and the growth pattern that they're at. So as much as we get 64 bikes out on a Friday night, their high was tw well, 20, I think uh, last week. So they're like just on that cusp of growth and showing how uh, being supportive in the community can really create uh, something good out of it. So we're actually going down to Calgary for one of their events this year. So August 11th through 13th, we're going to go hit their Friday night group ride. And then they host what they call the Mini Moto Olympics. So they uh, do an obstacle course and a slow race and a last man standing in a big circle and a bunch of different events. So we're going down to participate in their event this year. So if you're in Calgary, definitely check them out. Uh, they host uh, Friday night group rides every uh, Friday night at a Tim Hortons and do a different route from there. But if you find them on uh, Facebook, Instagram or their website as well. And that's where I was going to ask you if people were either looking to get involved in Edmonton or maybe someone from Lethbridge or Grand Prairie or something or like, this sounds really cool. I want to get this going in my area. What's the, how can people find you guys to kind of get some pointers and tips? For sure. I mean, our biggest thing is probably our Facebook group. We've got, I think, close to 750, 770 people that are on the group probably about a hundred active members that come out to different rides and things. Um, but find us on Facebook, Edmonton Grom Gaggle and join the group and see what's going on there. We also have an Instagram, which uh, is uh, at Edmonton Grom Gaggle, and you can find all the information about our rides, events and everything on there as well. I got one last question for you. 
how do you guys pick the Grom of the week? Uh, so that one's done by our hosts, which uh, I, I know I talked about my wife and I have been hosting the Friday night group rides for quite a long time. And we've uh, kind of hit the point where we decided that we needed more involvement from others in order to help it grow. Uh, so this year we have seven different host groups, which are key members that have been around for a while, uh, planning their own Friday night routes. And the host each week picks the Grom of the Week. Uh, the Grom of the Week was actually inspired by Henry. He runs our Instagram and he runs uh, a lot of the videos that you see. So he films all the videos and he's one of the biggest things that has promoted uh, our growth because everybody sees these videos from a Friday night and gets FOMO because they missed out on this. So uh, he's created this atmosphere that uh, drives people to want to come see us. And now with this core group of hosts, uh, we've definitely got this great atmosphere that people want to be a part of. And I'm really proud of what we're growing and I hope that it just continues. No, it's, it's like I said, it's everybody around when you guys pull in, it just light up with smiles. Like it's one of the best things in the motorcycle community that I've seen in a long time. And so from a non mini moto person who has giant FOMO, like I need to go buy a Grom or something because it just looks so fun. Keep doing what you guys are doing. Again, it's the Edmonton Grom gaggle up here in Edmonton. And, and please remind our listeners again about the group in Calgary. The mini moto mob YYC. Perfect. Thank you so much, Greg. I appreciate you taking the time and uh, we will see you out there all summer. Sounds good. Thanks for having me and uh, definitely come check us out on a Friday night. Will do. Okay, on today's mailbag, we have a question or follow-up to one of our previous episodes from Roxanne in Banff. Uh, Roxanne was listening to our Rural Riding Tips episode that we did with uh, Trevor Dack earlier uh, in the season. And her message to me was, I just listened to this. I thought to share about riding rural, especially on a cruiser, and that it is encountering unavoidable gravel roads. This is usually in a construction area. There are different skills advice for this, which would have been a good ad. But thanks for doing these. Well, thank you for listening. First of all, Roxanne, I appreciate it. Basically, anything that I have done when I come across uh, construction on the highway. The first thing I usually do is I actually check my pathway, my road reports before I get out for the day. So um, if I'm in Alberta, I check AMA road reports. If I'm in BC, they have their road reports. If I'm going to Montana, even they have their road reports. So if there's anything significant in construction, I have the opportunity to detour myself. Now, what happens if you can't? My suggestion would be you follow the same tips that Trevor talked about in that rural riding tip or dirt riding. Um, maybe we can look more to uh, ones that we did for trail riding or dirt riding as well, where you just you need to stay relaxed and you'll probably want to slow down and you're going to want to take your time. And if, if it's that scary for you, find a different way around it. Um, I've been caught in some construction in Montana myself where we got going on it and I thought I could do it. 
And I just, I couldn't. And we turned around, came back and took a different road and, and went on a little bit of a detour. Um, sometimes don't just be so proud that you can push yourself through something super uncomfortable, find a different route. There's always a different way. Uh, when it comes to the road construction where you get that uh, grady road, that's like one of those graded bridges, which same thing, relax yourself and just look to where you want to go and let your, let your wheel bounce around a little bit. It's going to do that. So don't, if you are gripping your bars so hard that that energy is going to pass through your bike and it's going to cause you more problems than if you just kind of relax a little bit, just breathe, focus on where you're going and you will get there. I hope that helps. And if not, we can definitely bring some experts back on and talk a little bit more about road construction encounters on the highway with cruisers and whatnot. And uh, we'll definitely do that. You can let us know. But that is our show for today. To make sure that you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or to listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe, follow, or wherever you get yours. If there's a topic you would like us to cover or a guest you think that would be great on the show or a question for the mailbag, let us know. You can connect with us through all the socials. Email us at info at ab-amss.org or reach out to us through the website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe and think bike and we will see you out on the road.